0: iceberg steeler fans welcome back to another episode of the scobro show this is steel curtain network editor dave schofield coming at you it's the day after christmas it's tuesday it's just after nine o'clock yes we've already had one live show tonight but why not have two where else would you rather be than right here and with me as always except when he's not is my big brother rich big bro sco it's been a long time
1: let's Let's just take a moment in Breathe in that sweet smell of a Steelers victory as yes. Rudolph saved Christmas.
0: Now we just need Rudolph's shiny New Year's Eve. Like I said, like I said on the post-game show. Yeah. Bring us that one too. I'll tell you what. Just when it looked like the Steelers couldn't get any worse.
1: They turn around pull and pull out one of those.
0: Right back in. <laughs> That's our show tonight. That's our title. That's what we're talking about. I mean, I mean, because you know, something that we've kind of been making fun of is just the whole notion of playoffs. Yeah, because people are like, playoffs? Don't talk about it. playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? Yeah. So the reason that we keep getting that is because they're like, the Steelers, why do we want to talk about the playoffs? They're playing so terrible. You know what? That was not a terrible team that we watched on Saturday, was it?
1: That was a very different team than I think we've seen all season. Yes. Or at least part of it. Parts of it was different than what we've seen all season. Yes. And it just was like, wow, look at that. It's like real football. <laughs> yes. Yes. <clears throat> yes. Ready? I'm ready to give you what I consider why I call it real football and 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 what to me, was the most exciting part of this game. Okay. Okay. And believe it or not, it was in the second half. Okay. When the Steelers come out, and when the Bengals get the ball, the Steelers allow them to score immediately, score a touchdown, make a two-point conversion, and I know what ran through everybody's head was like, oh, crap, here we go. Going to make us sweat it out at the end again, and all this and that. And the Steelers then did what? Nope. Right back Turned at Turned around it. <laughs> and scored a touchdown <laughs> of their Smart own on the very next drive. Just Smart matched it. it right back up. And when that happened, I was like, oh, wasn't that kind of cool? Yes. Coach Tomlin talked about that today at his press
0: conference. Now, if you're one of those people that listen to all of our podcasts, you might have realized that in a, in a break from tradition, I was not the one doing the post the, the press conference recap this week. I had a bunch of family in. I told Brian auntie Davis, who's uh, who's a little bit under the weather. I said, hey, if you can't cover it, I'm fine. I got to know. But I got to go do it in my car. I'm going to have to listen to the press conference in my car, take notes in my car, and record in my car. I mean, in my driveway. So I still had my Wi-Fi and everything. Because my house was utter chaos and pandemonium with people being over. So he said, nope, I got gotcha. you. So Brian took care of that. I, of course, still made sure I listened to and followed the entire press conference. And, of course, I have my players' mentioned article for tomorrow at steelcurdnetwork.com. So I was listening to everything, and Mike Tomlin talked about that. He's like, being being able to come back out and answer a touchdown with a touchdown really was big for this team.
1: Yeah. Had we really seen that? Yeah. In that way, this year.
0: Exactly. And the reason I started to have confidence was I was like, this defense is decimated. I mean, my goodness, you lose a Landon Roberts during the game. Yes, I know. And I'm just like, here we go again. And I – who was playing great, by the way. I know – because I, I do the article and I, I critique it more than it's, which is my kind of way of reporting it. So I'm not always sold on the PFF scores, the Pro Football Focus scores. But Elandon Roberts had the best coverage score for the Steelers in the game. He was taking care of business with everything he was doing. He had a really good overall score as well. And then he gets hurt. And it's like, is this going to be another one of those games where the Steelers are just trying to get through it? But I felt better. In the second quarter, not at the beginning, partway through, because I finally felt that the Steelers could actually hang with a team if they needed to continue to score. Yeah. I felt that they could continue to score.
1: Yes, I felt that the Bengals had gotten beat up so bad in the last game by Pat Fryermuth that – defensively their goal was to not get beat up by Pat Friermuth. and all that did was allow other people to beat them up
0: And my thing is if you're going to try to take away Pat Friermuth so bad one of the best things you now people would be like oh man this was weird no if they're going to take you take you away that much and still continue to focus on Friermuth that much the wisest thing was is to not even throw in the ball one time which they did not. The only tight end that got a target in that game, and that's including Connor Hayward as being a tight end, even though he's not exactly that, was one target to Mount Washington. To who Mount Washington it for
1: for eight or nine. So, you you gotta say Washington. it like you live in Pittsburgh, Washington, Washington, Mount Washington. Yeah, yeah.
0: Now it's so funny because Thomas Riley says I was relaxed all game. Mason did that. You know what? I wasn't. Until they hit 21 points. Because when they scored that second touchdown at the beginning of the second quarter, I'm like, I was I've been fooled by this before. It's only a week ago that the Steelers scored their second touchdown. No, it was only 13 points instead of 14. And took that 13 to nothing lead to start the second quarter, only for them to blow it. I said, I'm I'm not falling for it. But I'm but it even then it still felt different. Because it was something wasn't else that
1: was very that They were
0: set up on the one yard line. I mean, granted, they had the they had the takeaways,
1: they had some some nice stuff with that. It just felt different. Go ahead. Something else that was different.
0: hmm
1: End of the first half. Third oh. down and long.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Drive kept alive and pushed down in and able to get Boz a long field goal at the end. It's something else that you really hadn't seen a lot from the Steelers this year. They they'd come out like they were going to try to get something started, but if they hit a third and long, it was just don't make a stupid mistake and we'll kick it away and let the defense try to hold it. No, it was we took deep shot and it paid off and got three points from it. And it helped that they threw it to the right guy. Honestly. yeah. You know, that was and one thing I said was a beautiful, understand. beautiful, oh, beautiful and, catch.
0: Yeah. And, and but back. then, then the the next touchdown in the third quarter, oh, what a throw to drop it in, right? Where it was. Oh, my goodness. It was just, it was encouraging. Now, there's a lot of people talking about everything. There were some reports out there. If you did not listen to Coach Tomlin's press conference, you could be bamboozled by some fake national media reports that didn't listen. You got to listen to what coach Tomlin says. What did he say about who's starting this week? He said just like last week we're going to start the week with Mason Rudolph being the being the, getting the number one reps and see how Kenny comes along. So many people oh, they're Kenny's back they're not playing Kenny they're sticking with, that's not what he said. Now, do I think that's what's going to happen? Absolutely, I believe that's what's going to happen. It's my belief. But Coach Tomlin did not say, Kenny Pickett's back, but we're still sticking with Mason Rudolph. That's not what he said at all. And there were reports out there that that's what was going on. That despite Kenny Pickett being healthy, Mason Rudolph is going to continue to be the starter. No, 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 no. That's not what was said. Now, it might have been what he meant. It might have been because Coach Tomlin's not going to come right out and say that. It might be what ultimately happens. But in other words, I think wisely, Coach Tomlin leaves the door open to go either direction. Why not make a team that's not overly familiar with you because you only play usually every four years, although they did play them two years ago because of the, the the 17th game rotation. Why not make them have to prepare for two? Why not do it? Yeah, I like the move. I like it a lot.
1: Any thoughts on that, Rich? Mason and Kenny know more about what's going on than anybody else, and they're the only ones that really matter. Yeah, yeah. And
0: and I'm gonna I'm gonna say what my prediction was on the post game show. I disagree with Brian, Anthony Davis of, of who to start this week. I want to see. I can't remember the year, and I shouldn't have looked it up, but I've been so busy hosting different people at different times of the day. It's just been crazy. I wanted to look this up. You might be able to tell me the year. But do you remember when one Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger was injured? He was coming back from injury. They deemed him healthy enough in case of an emergency, but not healthy enough that they felt like they would have preferred to give him one more week. They were playing the Cleveland Browns. And they started Landry Jones. But what ended up happening in that game? Landry Jones got hurt. And Ben Roethlisberger came in off the bench, only the second time in his career coming off the bench, and came in and won the game. He was available enough as a backup situation, but but would prefer to have waited another week. That's what I want the Steelers to do this week at quarterback. I want Kenny Pickett to be the number two guy and have Mitch as the emergency. That's what I want to have happen. Because yep. if something happens, they go out there, and let's say you don't get the same magic from Mason. I believe, I believe, you know, I do. I, I'm, I'm very happy with, 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 uh, with what he did, and uh, I, I'm not doubting it. But just think, if, if it's just not the same thing and some things start to fall apart and you want to go to another option, in no way should they go to Mitch Trubisky. I would rather I would rather see Mason Rudolph throw six interceptions than to give the ball back to Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, but if things so aren't going not. quite right and it's Kenny Pickett you're calling on, that's a whole different story. Why not have your best two quarterbacks available and say, hey, and if everything goes goes well with Mason, we don't have to push Kenny. Then then you have a two game sample to then decide what you're going to do in the final week of the season. That's what I would like to see happen. I don't know if they will. That's what I would like. But how do I say it? You never quite know about the politics of everything. Now, what do I mean by politics? Politics are when, this is what I mean by that. When you have somebody in a position that should be able to make a decision and go with that decision. But because of other people and outside things, they can't to me that's the politics of things. I think that's what happened with the cut and paste component last year. To start the season with the depth chart. You didn't need to wait 24 hours to change the names that you claimed that you messed up the day before. If you any other time they mess it up they change it within an hour or two. You need 24 hours to do it? And they waited what? 23 hours. Well, you know the cut and paste and that's because component you got is to wait. the
1: cut and paste component.
0: Yeah. That was because one decision was made and somebody else who might be higher up the food chain because they write the checks makes a decision that then makes the person who actually knows stuff about football makes them change it. That's having to deal with the politics of it. So to me, if you could if you take the politics aside and not have to make certain members of management and everything happy and you have your best options available. Your two options should be Mason Rudolph and Kenny Pickett, with Mitch Trubisky as the third quarterback. That's
1: what we should see on Sunday.
0: Don't know if we will.
1: Right. Yeah. I'm with you. That's kind of how I'd like to see it work out. The yeah. hey, you know what? Kenny's really close, and if we really had to, or we weren't comfortable, or if we have to, you know, shake things up and you know, if you had to shake something up in game. Would you rather shake it up and take out your starting quarterback for Mason Rudolph? Yeah, take out Pickett for Rudolph? Or would you be better off taking out Rudolph for Pickens? For Pickett? Pickett. And, yeah. yeah, for Pickett yeah. in the middle of the game. You know, if yeah. you're going a mid – if you're needing to change something. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and I'm also with you and mm-hmm. is, you know I, – I don't care what you say. Kenny Pickett's not going to be 100%.
0: No, I would it's, say it's at best, soon.
1: at best, we're probably looking at at best, we're probably looking into ninety percent, Kenny Pickett.
0: But think about it: before Saturday, ninety percent Kenny Pickett was better than what the Steelers have been getting the previous few games. Yes, and I would have gladly taken it yes. if the Steelers squeaked by and against Cincinnati and the defense won it and the offense looked. Good. But that's not what happened. That's not what happened. I'll be honest. See, we could, we could talk Kenny Pickett
1: and Mason Rudolph for two hours for the show. We really could. Oh, I want to talk. One other thing with Mason Rudolph. Okay. I want to talk about for a second. Because I want to find out if it was just me feeling this way or what other people felt about this. Well, I felt Mason Rudolph was making, you know, making reads, making quick decisions, and throwing the football. He was progressing through the reads better than Pro- I've seen Pro- a And I, I don't even notice that as well as I should. And yeah. progressing through reads, but as soon as he got to the to – the, it was like, oh, yep, that one. And away the, the ball went. You know, it, 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 it was like he wasn't second-guessing himself, wasn't thinking, should I, shouldn't I? he he was like yep throw it and threw it he was not
0: 2019 mason rudolph i talked about this
1: on the um, on the uh
0: he, on the preview was, last
1: week he was 20 uh, i don't know see some of that was 2019 mason rudolph 2019 pre concussion mason rudolph yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and but no, not 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 as good as what he was on Saturday. I don't no. even think pre concussion that Mason Rudolph was as good as he was on Saturday. Well, no, because he, he's been like, a lot right. since
1: then. But exactly it was yes, yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, so I, I don't know, but I, I would. <sighs> what I want to say it... It was nice to see a you know Mason look like a guy that just was thankful to get another opportunity and said I'm going to make the most out of this opportunity and then just grab the bull by the horns and did it. Which is what I talked about on the
0: preview. I went off for a while in the preview last last week and then mentioned it again on the post game show. I was so happy for Mason Rudolph because after after. You know, you had the concussion with Mason Rudolph. Then you had, you know, you, you had the helmet swing and every other things in there. Then you had him getting benched for Duck and everything. It just felt like with him there, he was so, he was, there was so much pressure on him to not screw it up that he was going to not play all out. I could hear it in the interviews. And it's what made me really not like Randy Feetner. I want the Steelers to move on from him. Because he kept saying, Coach Randy, Coach Randy, Coach Randy. So that was the thing with Mason Rudolph. But that's why I said on the preview, you don't need to be that way anymore. You were a guy in your second season back then trying to show you could be a starter. Now you're a guy four seasons later who couldn't get a contract in the offseason. You had no idea you were going to get a shot this year. You've got a shot. Go for it. Don't hold back. Last game of the season, can't hold anything back. (laughs) Because he didn't hold anything back. Go for it. Because, like I said, if nothing more, it's because I wanted him to go through life knowing that he took the shot in what might have been his last NFL start. And that that he went for it. And showed that he could do. And he... And you know, and he didn't play to not lose, and it felt like and Mason Rudolph went out there and played to win.
1: Go out there and do it again against Seattle. It, it yeah. Well, the one thing I think that he managed to do, mm-hmm. um, oh, do you play to win the game. Yeah, right. there so it is. He played <laughs> to win the game, but the the other thing. Two is that what he ended up doing for himself, in my opinion, he will start. If it's not this week, he will start another game in the NFL because yes. that game last week. Because of that game.
0: And if he'd have gone out there and played indecisive and timid and tried to not throw interceptions, he didn't throw any interceptions, but just worked hard on doing that, was it was going to be a problem. And he might not ever get another chance. So because yeah, of that, he,
1: he maybe wouldn't have ever seen another contract from another team in, in the NFL because of that, he will, it will pr- yep. probably be in a backup role, but we've seen this year that if you're a backup quarterback, you're probably going to get the chance to play. Yeah. And like share Richard says, Mason's
0: playing with house money. Let her rip Mason. Yep. Yep, and see now here's the thing. I was in favor of the Pittsburgh Steelers signing Mitch Trubisky when they did. He was the he was supposedly the best quarterback in that free agent market. The Steelers in that that year they they signed who was supposedly the number one free agent quarterback. People were convinced he was great for and a couple of games coming in and mop up duty in Buffalo, and then they they drafted the highest quarterback in the draft in the, in the same year. And I'm just like, right. all right. So I, I felt that the Steelers really believed in, did I say Mason? I'm I, I did. I screwed that up. I meant Mitch. I don't know. So uh, I, I have Mitch. to, I've got to ask myself, and this is an article that I'm probably going to write later this week. When I, when I have a little bit more time to do it, is it possible that signing Mitch Trubisky as a free agent? Cost the Steelers a postseason berth for two for two straight seasons. Wow! Just think that about this a,
1: that would be a great story because uh, there's the chance that yes it did there is the chance.
0: Now I'm not saying they should have started Kenny Pickett week one because I understand where where the Steelers are coming from, and that some people would say oh they should have started him right away, but note they do so I put a junior. Broderick Jones. Counter Benton was more out of out of injury, but they've really limited his snaps along the way. Kenny Pickett. A lot of the players that aren't playing. Now, George Pickens, you know, they eased him in when with, with everything, because that's what you can do with the wide receiver. But you had all these things. And but the rookies don't hit a rookie wall. I think it's intentional that they try to really ramp them up to have them play. More like the length of a season that they would have in college their first year. I think it's intentional. So I'm still not saying that Kenny Pickett was started week one last year. But even if it was Mason Rudolph, and even if they bring in Kenny Pickett when they did, do you think maybe they pull one, they win one more game with Mason Rudolph? Because he really Good didn't chance. get that much of a legit shot to try to do it.
1: And if Mason Rudolph would have was- been the one who. Go ahead. I was going to say, I thought he maybe was going, uh, I actually thought that he was maybe going to beat Mitch out for that last year. But the only reason they went with Mitch is because they paid him all that money. Yeah. To sign him as a free agent. That's why, that's why they went with Mitch. Yeah. And I'm not sure it was the right choice. And I remember because we we don't know, but I'm not sure that it. I'm not saying it wasn't the right choice, but I'm also not saying it was the right choice.
0: Yeah. So now, if Mason Rudolph came in in Arizona, or if Mason Rudolph started against New England, or against the Colts, do you think there's any chance that the Steelers would have won one of those games? Yes. Yeah. And if they have one more game, then they control their own destiny. If they had, if they have one more, if they have one more win right now. So, but I honestly, I, I don't think Omar Khan has any loyalty to Mitch Trubisky. I think people are like, oh, he got extended last year. He added; they added another year to spread out the money. They didn't pay him anymore. They didn't pay him anymore. They've spread out the money to lower his cap hit. I do not think he's coming back. I don't think the current GM believes in him. And I think if the Steelers are smart, they see if say, they say to, to Mason, "Hey, you you should be here." He really, I like Mason Rudolph when they drafted him, I wanted them to draft him. I wanted them to take him in the first or second round. They still got him in the third because i everything I heard about him was all the great college stuff. And I thought that he could be the next guy after Ben Roethlisberger. And then things just didn't work out. And I, I was like, okay, they the Steelers don't believe in him. Well, he's kind of hitting that stride of his career right around when, Harry Bradshaw, he started to be more of the regular yeah. quarterback for the Steelers too. Sometimes it takes a little bit of time. And the thing with a quarterback is, is that can happen e- either way. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say exactly what should be going on with the Steelers in the future. I brought up the thing with Mitch just because I don't think he takes another stat for the Pittsburgh Steelers unless two guys in front of him are out. I, I, I think he's done. Kenny Pickett's healthy enough that he's not ruled out in this game. Mitch Trubisky will be relegated to third quarterback designation on the inactive list um, to finish out the season. But I'm more worried about the Steelers winning this game this Sunday. Are you there?
1: Sorry, was I supposed to respond to that? Sure. worried about the Steelers winning this game this Sunday? Yeah. Sorry, I, 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 uh, you kind of just left that one hanging there. Oh, so (laughs) I was, I thought maybe you had more to put to it. Yeah. So, um, I, I, I am with you in the fact that I don't. I I think the Steelers have probably seen all they need to see of Mitch Trubisky and the throwing off his back foot and the throwing the interceptions and and that. Um. Yeah, I don't even think they can say it was Mitch. It was nice while it lasted. It was like, well, Mitch. It happened. Yeah. You got Mitch slept. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and that would be that. But yeah. um, I don't know. We'll 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 see what with uh, what uh, the uh, the con man can uh, can do with that in the off season. But we're not to the off season yet. No, nope. well, that's something
0: we'll talk that. about a lot. Cause remember. Yep. Mason Rudolph might have really helped the Steelers out with that game because even if he doesn't play anymore for the Steelers after this season, there's also the compensatory formula. You got to remember, maybe he 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 factors in that. Either way, let that's that's for another time. I want to talk a little more about this game. Do you know what's great about this game? The Steelers. I haven't had time because it's been Christmas has been crazy. But I think for the first time since my goodness, I think the Christmas Eve game, Like, no, maybe the Ravens game after that too, perhaps. For the first time since the very end of the last season, I'm going to watch a game more than once. Nice. A regular season game. Because I have to admit, I watched the first team offense repeated times during the preseason. Yeah. Just because it, it, it was great. But I'm going to watch this one again because it was fun and exciting to watch. It's the most exciting game of the season
1: okay I gotta t- I gotta tell you a little bit more about the game here at my house
0: okay you know what you're going to and then I'll tell you about the game at my house we're gonna take our break okay and come back and hear about how this game played out at your house we'll talk about my house we'll talk about a few other little things we'll focus on Sunday and and we'll get everyone's scores at the end so if you're with us here YouTube Facebook Twitter we ain't or X whatever it's called' Uh, We're not going anywhere. If you're with us on the other side, stick around. We'll be right back after these messages. All right, Steelers fans, here we go. I'm ready for a story. Rich, tell me about this game this past Saturday at
1: your house. All right, so we're getting close to 430, and Kyle had been downstairs here playing video games afternoon. He came up, and he got a drink, and he looked at me and said, Dad, He's like, I really don't feel like watching, you know, the Steelers, you know, suck again this week. You okay if I go play video games? I'm like, bud, do what you want to do. So away goes Kyle, downstairs to play video games. And at one point in time during the first half, he comes upstairs and, and, you know, the Steelers were winning, but nothing. So I'm trying to think, Uh, let's see, trying to remember how the Steelers scored their touchdowns. The first one was... uh,
0: what yards. was the third?
1: What was the third touchdown? The third touchdown.
0: That's a good question. The second one was the Jalen Warren one, and the third one was Najee. Or did I get those backwards? I don't remember. Don't worry. I'll I'll I'll, I'll double check on that. Um. As as we go,
1: of which one wait, was wait. they were
0: both in the second quarter. I just can't remember which I one know. was in which
1: Kyle's order. upstairs and then he goes downstairs, and no more than get downstairs. I start yelling because the Steelers scored a touchdown. He's like, Really? I leave and they score a touchdown. It's like, yep, that's how it was. So mm-hmm. uh at halftime, he and Alex had ran out and grabbed him and her and Renee some dinner. I was just not super hungry, so I was just snacking on some stuff around the house. And they sat there through halftime, had dinner, you know, Kyle's sitting up there then to watching the game and the Steelers come out, get the ball in the second half and they, again, punt it away. And then right away, boom, Bengals score. And Kyle's like, well, I've seen enough. I'm out of here. <laughs> Goes downstairs and two plays later, I'm yelling and screaming because the Steelers <laughs> score. And he's like, Really? Is that how it is? Blah, 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 blah. I was like, "You're banished to the basement." Yep, keep him down there.
0: No, and I, I was I'm right. Sorry. The Cal- Calvin Austin <laughs> one was the second touchdown. The Najee one was the third one.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So with yeah, so that was that was the story at our house. Is that Kyle ended up not really watching the game with me at all? Um, he just kept track on his phone and listened to me yell. Um good stuff, because I was getting to yell good stuff this week. That was the yeah. other fun part. It was yelling good stuff. Yeah, well, I was really happy.
0: It's funny, because I was I was tweeting, because I couldn't tweet at all, or twixting, the, the week before, because I was doing knee-jerk. Not one tweet. But I was tweeting, but I was also occasionally flipping over to the SCN Twitter account, because uh, Mr. Jeremy Jerome Betts was was not able to do it. So Jeff and I were throwing in some stuff here and there. So I would basically do one of my tweets. I'd go into the SCN account, retweet it. Then I'd take a tweet to tweet there, go back to my account, retweet it. And then, you know, I'd stay in each account. Yes. So I'm I'm going back for it. So I'm doing that. Um, And I just said, I don't even remember under which account. I just said, well, the Steelers defense did their job and got off the field the first possession. All they gave up was field position. Because they didn't put Mason Rudolph in the offense in a very good spot to start their first drive, but they got off the field and they kept them from from being behind. Yes. And they started about the ten yard line. Or maybe it was the even nine, an eight. Something like the that. Nine the nine yard line. Because that I know they rushed yards. for five or six yards mm-hmm. um on the very first play. I'm like, five yards the rush by Najee. Yep. And then, boom, I start screaming, go, go, go. Well, and what happened is my son, my older son, had come down to get his PlayStation 4 to go play upstairs because he couldn't play downstairs because I was watching the game with my parents. My Our, our father and mother were, were here for Christmas, so I'm watching with them. And he hears me and because I, I had had the pregame on, upstairs before I went down. So he hadn't gone up and was hooking it up. Hadn't changed the channel yet. I hear him start screaming, go, 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 go. So everyone in the house knew that, uh, that the Steelers had a nice play, uh, which was really nice to have more than one person cheering for it at a time. Um, So it just, it just felt good. It was so nice because the only other game I watched recently with my parents was they were here from because my mom had a doctor's appointment um, in Baltimore. They were here for for the Patriots game, and that was just that. Now, it worked out good because for both of those games, our dad didn't have either of those where he could watch them. He doesn't have Prime, right. and he doesn't have NBC on his dish for some reason. So he was here so he could watch the games that he wouldn't have got otherwise. So it was really nice after what happened before to have the most enjoyable game of the season to actually get to watch it with our father. And I tell you what, he was happy and positive and couldn't believe that we were watching. What we were watching just the same as me. And we just had a great time. I mean, other wait, than being wait, at the stadium, wait,
1: wait, 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 exactly. wait, wait, wait. You're Stop. sorry. Are you shocked? Say it again. Cause like, I don't say that again. outside of being at the stadium with him.
0: This might have been one of the best and most enjoyable times watching a Steeler game with my father.
1: He was, for you. man, you lucked out. That meant then. so much to me. Yeah, was that before? Wait a minute, I got to go back and look <laughs> on my phone. Hold on. Keep everybody entertained for a second while I go back and look on my phone. Uh oh. Uh oh. Well, how about I hit the super chat
0: while while you do Yes, hit the super chat. Okay. Thank you very much, Steel Dog. He says, Was this game the beginning of Peterson's playing safety for the future of his career with the Steelers? Potentially. My thing is, it all depends on how things fall out with people coming back. I think if Patrick Peterson really is here for both years of his contract with the Steelers, then I think next year he might be the safety.
1: Yeah, I, I do too. I thought he looked very good at safety. I think that is the next move for him. I think the Steelers can get a little younger and a little quicker at corner. Mm-hmm. And but I still think Pat Pete has a lot to bring the game. I
0: think no, I'll also I'll be honest with you right now. If Minka can come back this week and they feel like they could, they'd be better off putting Peterson back at corner.
1: I'm okay with that. I think he's
0: a better option at corner than Levi Wallace. Yes. So if you can, but you don't have to, is how I feel that, about that. Right. For the, to, to finish out the season. Mm-hmm. Cause Coach Stallman said they're keeping the door open for, for both Trent, Trenton Thompson and Minka Fitzpatrick. He would figured both of them would be limited early in the week, God. but the fact that Minka could maybe come back to practice in even a limited fashion—that's big. I was worried that that knee injury was going to keep him out the rest of the year. I will tell you this: I wouldn't be shocked if Landon Roberts ends up going on out. I know. Yeah, has a heck sounds... injury.
1: I know it's probably a, at least a partial oh, yeah. tear, which is going to mean four or five weeks. Ben. Yeah. Yep. All right, so so you had a, a nice time on saturday watching football with our parents i did and i know sunday, i know you texted my mother <laughs> and, and, and then on sunday the wheels fell off oh yeah, yeah. and all the crabs died and
0: <laughs> inside joke um Okay, yeah. just was yeah. just
1: was make sure because I need I knew you'd had your little rough patch in there. I was just made sure I had the timeline correct. What do you mean
0: rough patch? I mean, Rich, the the game hit triple zeros. I came, I did the post game show. Um, Brian Anthony Davis and I gave a uh, 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 I can't think of the right adjective um, for our rendition of uh, Do They Know It's Christmas Time? And then after that kind of all went downhill <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's all right it's all right but uh, yeah so that was the story of how the game played out in my house it was just a and I hope everyone else had a good experience watching that game um anyone in the live chat tonight that was at the game I know a few people um, said that they were going um, Great for you. I mean, that was one of those that if I couldn't get rid of my tickets, I would. It's not that I couldn't have gone like when, it, like the year before, when I was like, there's no way I could do it, but it just would have added one more stress to an already busy time of year. Steelers, were, Steelers Reaper, there it was. I knew, I knew I was, yeah. he was there. I assume I, I'm saying he, I'm that, um, I don't know for sure because it's Steelers Reaper said they were there's the game, so um. That's what I was trying to remember is who said they were there. That just had to be a good experience. It just had to – I can only imagine being there and just
1: having a positive vibe. Not just a positive vibe. It was like the Steelers there jumped out. Every time you got something from the Bengals, the Steelers answered. That game was never really, you know – the you had that moment of doubt with that big play second you know first play of the Bengals of the second half and you think oh gosh here we go and when the steelers turn right back around and what was it four plays later score it's mm-hmm. like um yeah okay we're right back where we were okay good for us and so at that point the outcome of the game didn't really feel all that much in doubt and it, it's been a long time since you could be in the third quarter of a game and feel that way about a Steeler game. Yeah, exactly. And it it, it was really great.
0: And I still think that that one play that came from from the Bengals, I think that was a specific thing they noticed in a specific look that they thought they could get specifically going in Michael Walker. And – they were. They knew if they and came you, out in a. Let's just say this. They knew. They knew if they came out in a certain way that the Steelers were probably going to go zone, and that was going to free up Higgins to not have to go up against Joey Porter Jr. Correct. Correct. Honestly, and and not only did they linebacker. get
1: that. Not only did they get that matchup that they wanted for the completion, mm-hmm. but then Eric Rowe just took an absolutely terrible angle. Yeah, and... that's
0: one thing that I said about him. I thought his coverage was fine. I thought his, his his, his tackling and his angles at tackles. We're not, we're look like someone that hadn't played in an NFL game for a very long time.
1: Yeah. He so, it just I'm not saying, saying that there's little, no hope
0: for him, but that was a problem.
1: No, um, it was just at a little higher speed. I think than he was used to. Yeah. Just, you know, the, yep. the, the, the speed of the, he hadn't quite caught up to the speed yeah. of the game yet. So, but I think that was something
0: that they, that they thought they saw and discussed at halftime and took a shot on that. Now, cause I'm going to address something here. I need to do it sometime on the preview with Jeff and them because I know he's quoted this before. Do you remember when it was on a Manning cast or somewhere where, where, where Peyton Manning says that, you know, halftime adjustments are a myth because, you know, halftime, it's only 12 minutes. He's like, it's so short. You go in, you go to the bathroom, eat some oranges and you go back out and stretch. There's not really any time for adjustments. Well, I hate to tell you, Peyton, football isn't just all about the players. When I coached, I mean, this was, you know, both when I was coaching the freshman level and then when I was helping out, you know, Friday nights with the varsity team. When you went into the locker room, that's when the players, you know, went to the bathroom, got a drink, stuff like that, and the coaches went in the office and pounded out a couple things. I I keep telling the story about the one time with the varsity team where I said, we have two different running backs that they can't stop whenever they're out there if we put them both on the field at the same time, because we, we ran split backs, if you put them out there together, you know, we were getting shut out. I'm like, put them out there together, keep them out there. They're not going to be able to stop them. And you know what? We went out the very first drive and did it. And it worked. And then they never put them together again the rest of the game. And we lost because that was the only time we scored. But that was an adjustment that we made. at halftime Because the coaches get together and figure out a few things while the, while the players are there or, Right before you take that break of a player, they might even say even right before the half, hey, is there anything you're noticing? And they might say something to a position coach. And then when all the coaches are all only focused on each other for, for for three or four minutes, have those kind of discussions and say, oh, yeah, that'll work. That was really the only time all the coaches were all together talking, at least in high school, was for the first five minutes of overtime. Not overtime. Halftime. Overtime. <laughs> First time, and it's halftime. And that's where you can get halftime adjustments. And I think that was something that someone noticed. A player probably said something to a coach. They said something to it in, in a little bit of a meeting. And boom, they figured out that play might work. But you know what? That was basically about all they got the whole time. Yeah. So it was good stuff. Um, good stuff. What about, like, I even got into this with a little bit with someone in the, in the comments section in an article before the game of everyone that wanted to tell the Steelers exactly how they needed to discipline George Pickens. Everyone had the answers. This is what you have to do with Pickens. You've got to sit him and blah, 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 blah. You don't got to do anything. And to think that if you didn't see what they did, that they didn't do anything, is very naive. But when you look at that second play of the game and you look
1: at those other plays of the game, think the Steelers should have benched George Pickens for the game? There's people that wanted him at no, no 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 no. There's a different question to ask. Okay, and ask the other question. Okay, see, that's the question everybody kept asking. This because I think I heard you or you put somewhere and said that should they have mentioned for, for no no no. After you saw the way George Pickens played in that game, mm-hmm. do you think the Steelers didn't do anything? Oh, I'm, that's, that that's the, the question. Yeah, and my answer is they absolutely did. It was handled. It was taken care
0: of. And just because it wasn't taken care of in front of everybody
1: doesn't mean that it wasn't handled. Just because it wasn't taken care of publicly doesn't mean it wasn't taken care of. Mark, that is the biggest
0: load of crap I've ever heard. He played and got the ball, so there was no discipline.
1: That is baloney baloney
0: that's just so. basically what no. mark
1: is saying is, mark if you ever screw up at your job at all of any sort you expect to be fired because yeah. that's basically what you're saying yeah that's basically what you're saying or you should be fined what would happen you know I mean, that's what I love. You know, the NFL and all this stuff and players get fined and get fined by the teams and get fined, you know, they get fined here or there. Man, I'm glad I don't get fined at my job. I hardly make enough money as, well, enough, any money to begin (laughs) with. Yeah. But, you know, it's. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, to think that. And, and I mean, and I kind of went into a couple of different explanations with things like that. I'll continue to say that Coach Tomlin is exactly right when he says, I don't treat everybody the same, but I treat everybody fairly. Because not everybody is the same. What gets through to one person doesn't get through to another. and A punishment that would affect one person wouldn't affect another. But whatever
1: it was, the Steelers handled it. And it wasn't a problem. And, and, and Kathy brings up all human resources decisions are confidential. And and that's correct. That's how things go for me. If I have to do something with somebody that works for me, it it is handled through human resources. I don't talk about it. The other person doesn't talk about it. Human resources doesn't talk about it. And people around the college may sit and say, well, nothing ever happened. Well, how do you know nothing ever happened? Were you Mm. sitting in the human resources meeting? No, you weren't. You don't know what went on. You don't know what was said. You don't know how Mm -hmm. things are being handled. Right, So for us as football fans or basketball fans or baseball fans, the only time we think things are being done is when we then see players not on the field or the court or the ice or the pitch or whatever. And that's most definitely not the case. For something to get to the point where that happens – you know, I mean, how many times we see in college where something goes on with a player and, and their discipline is they set out the first series? Yeah. Which, you know, you could do that with George Pickens and the Steelers on a lot of weeks because, yeah, especially when Matt Canada was around. That yeah, kids you're, you're only talking three plays. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, you know. Yeah. Um, so, so, um, yeah, you know, Afton, that's a great question, mm-hmm. Dave. I want to hear your take on this too. Were you surprised, George? Oh,
0: in the post-game show, Jeff was really yep.
1: shocked. Like, I can't believe they put the microphone in front of him
0: because he's that he's he's a different personality. You never really know what you're going to get from him, but at the same time, you don't want to shy away from it when he goes out and has that kind of performance. If,
1: look. And again, did they worry about, I I don't know if they did because we don't, again, we don't know what went on. If things were said and done with George Pickens and things went very well, and then he has a game like this and, and he says, coach, I got this. And Mike Tomlin, after whatever's going on, says, you know what? I got to trust the young man here and let him get in front of the microphone if that's the case then that's that's the case. Yeah. So
0: and the thing is, what's the more important thing here? You sometimes have to look at it and say you don't want to lose the player, but you don't want to lose the team. So you've got to find a way to do what's best for the player and what's best for the team. And you know what? Based on the reactions, and everything from the game and whatnot, I think everyone's good.
1: Uh, I'll tell you, and it, it, it is a, it, oh, it is a tough, t- tough, tough line to try to walk. Sometimes, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, Dave, it's what I do for a living. Yeah. Yep. You know, I I handle student conduct. And it's a fine line I have to walk sometimes between between trying to do what is best for the students that's sitting in my office, while at the same time trying to do the best for the students. This student may live around in the residence halls, yeah, or be in class with, or things like that. It, so it, it's a uh, you know I've had do things where it's a uh, hey I can't as much as I would like to cut this student to break, I can't because if I cut this student to break, I'm going to lose, you know, a residence hall and it's just going to be chaos. So I can't, you know, I can't do it. So, uh, you know, when I hear Coach Tom say, you know, I can't treat everybody the same, but I will treat everybody fairly, that statement that he makes probably resonates with no one better than someone that who does like I do, because that's what I tell students all the time. Yeah. You know, I, you know, I I say, do not come in looking for equal, but I can tell you, I will be fair with you.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So to me, the whole thing with, with George Pickens, I think is, I mean, part of the problem is he's probably really frustrated having a, quarterback that wasn't capable of getting him the ball in the best way that would be best for George Pickens. He didn't have anyone to throw it deep to him when it was when it was Mitchell. Because my goodness, even when he did take a shot when Pickens had to 1-1, he threw the other side of the field to Deontay, which made no sense. Yeah. No. So I can understand, you know, I, I, it's not that he, it's not that it wasn't without cause if he was frustrated, but you still have to be better. It's like... <laughs> I know we got to get moving, but it's kind of it's kind of like when using my two older children as an example, one of them does something wrong to the other one. The older one does something wrong to the younger one. That's the other way around. The young one does something wrong to the older one. And the older one responds in a way that is five times worse than what the younger one did. And then we're dealing with her. And, well, why aren't you talking to my brother about what he did? Because what you did is the bigger deal to deal with right now.
1: Yeah. Because
0: of, I'm not saying you didn't have a reason to, to to be upset that started this, but you can't respond that way. That's what happened with George Pickens, in my opinion.
1: Yes, It's well, not that he didn't you?
0: have a gripe about how he was being utilized and that he didn't have a quarterback that could get in the ball, which you can't just not block for a guy and then make a a terrible excuse that one, I don't think was true. And two, I think was worse than what it would have been if he would have told the truth and those kind of things. And those problems, it just, it just is. So we've we've talked about a lot and everything. I really don't want to talk. I'm just glad that it seemed like the team was able to move forward and not Let that be something that held them back, because that
1: really could have hurt them this game if it did. It could have. And they didn't let it hurt I was worried that that would help this team potentially implode. Yeah. And it did not. So that's a good thing. Yep. So now the
0: Steelers – anything else from the game, or can we talk going forward?
1: No, let's go forward.
0: So now the Steelers – man, I keep getting what I – i got to watch what I say because things keep happening based on what I say. I, I I chose not to go to the Baltimore game earlier this year because I said I didn't want to watch a game with where uh, in the rain where, and see Mitch Trubisky lose. Because, remember, Kenny Pickett had been hurt. The forecast was for rain when they played Baltimore. I said, mm-hmm. I'm not doing it. I hurt my back two days beforehand anyway, so I don't think I could have sat there anyway, so it worked out well. But what happened when I finally went to the Arizona game? I had to sit in the raid and watch Mitch Trubisky lose. <laughs> so it happened later. What did I say before the season started? I said, I no matter what, I want to talk about the Steelers being in the mix with everything going into the last week of the season. Rich, they can't be mathematically eliminated this weekend.
1: No, but they're going to be all. No matter
0: what, no matter what, going to be there. Now, is it going to make things extremely difficult if they don't pull out this win? Yes, it will. Can they pull out this win and the win the next week and still not make the playoffs? That is that is true that as well. Is, yes. They put themselves in that position. They've made their bed. Now they have to lie in it. So that's just because Mitch Trubisky didn't know how to fold the sheets right. <laughs> It is why their bed
1: is what it is. Um, ah, who knows how to fold a fitted sheet? Anyway, uh, sorry. So, either so that or, either that or you know, Mitch, Mitch short sheeted the bed. Short sheeted it, it. Yeah,
0: there you go. So that 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 put it where it is. Now, does it mean that we're going to get the same performance from Mason Rudolph? It does not. It was a really nice perfect storm for him. Familiar opponent. Um, for, not just for him. But for the coaching staff, including two newer guys that are in charge of the mm-hmm. as offensive coordinator and play caller, that they're going against, a, a, you know, they and they had already called a game against them already. So that really helped. The coaching, the coaching elements, what's the word I'm looking for? Variable. There we go. I want my math term. The coaching variable was about was as good as coaching variable. As so. So that that was that was good. So it was kind of a bit of a perfect storm. But you know what that also gives? That also gives you confidence, and that gives the rest of the team confidence. That hey, we I think this Steelers team should be able to believe that they can go to Seattle and win the game. Is Seattle a tough day, place to play? Yep, they all know it. So therefore, I don't think they take it for granted. But I think they can
1: believe in it enough. What do you think uh, about uh, this one coming up? Uh, what do I think about it? Yeah. I think the Steelers have to play a, a very similar game to what we saw last week. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we need some turnovers. We need pressure on the quarterback. We need to shut down the running game. We need we need to be able to, to move the ball down the field, and we need a few splash plays. I mean, there's... there's to me, there's still a lot that has to happen, okay? And, you know... Well, yeah. you got to tell me when you're ready for me to start talking about and give score because, we'll, you know. We'll, we'll get to that in just a that. minute. But, yeah. Yeah.
0: Because if you want could to talk we... about a score, you could go – because I don't know if people realize this. The Seattle Seahawks, the last two weeks, have had the exact same final score. They've won the last two weeks, twenty to seventeen. Now, it was looked a little bit more impressive uh, playing the Eagles – than it was for them to squeeze one out against the struggling Titans. But still, but I think I saw a stat. Nick Faribault had this on on X Twitter, something about, I don't know if it was the last five games or whatever. The team with the worst red zone offense. Maybe it was defense. I don't know. It was Seattle. In other words, they're struggling at times. So this will be a really, really interesting matchup. I'm really kind of rooting for, for Seattle to lose to Tennessee because that would have put them almost out of it. I don't know if it would have been better for them to be almost out of it or, or to still have some leeway or, or whatnot, but uh, I think it makes for a really intriguing matchup. And it's, isn't it nice to just feel better about it going into it this week?
1: Yeah, except to, uh, you know, I'm just worried it's going to be, I'm feeling better about it going into it this week and seven and a half minutes into the game, I'm going to be screaming and throwing things at my television. Yeah. Yeah. So, yep.
0: Yep. So, so we'll, we'll have to see how, how it goes. I mean, Seattle, they've, they've got some, they've got some good things going with, I mean, they've got good wide receivers. they got, I know, you know, I know Walker was back at running back. I don't know if anything, anything going on with their injuries. I know first it was like, oh, well, their rookie Devin Witherspoon might be out. So it might be Artie Burns again. Oh, we'll play in the Steelers. Now the report is Witherspoon might be able to play. We'll see. Right now, for me, more than anything, it's less about the opponent and more about how the Steelers play. Yep. I think we've seen that a lot. So
1: yep. all right, Rich,
0: I think we're ready for you to give us your score and then we'll get the other scores and get on out of here.
1: Uh Okay, so I feel much, much better about the Steelers after watching this last game. But they fooled me before, <laughs> and I am not falling for it again. I'm not falling for it. Every time they make me think, oh, they're going to do better. Hey, hey, Steelers, I'm feeling good about this. No, they go right back to suck. Mm-hmm. So... um, Uh, I I think my chances are higher that the Steelers would go right back to suck than to play like they played again last last week. So I'm going to go with the score of the Seattle Seahawks, 24. The Pittsburgh Steelers, 17.
0: So you're going 24 to 17. Seahawks, hey, you, you didn't pick them last week and they won. You're fine with that, right?
1: I haven't picked the I Steelers, pick them last you know. week. Every time I turn around and pick them after we start playing better, they turn around and just give me a pile of suck. So, well, I'm just going to go ahead and assume the suck. I, I, even though I picked the Steelers
0: to lose last week, when I paste, when I placed my bet on the game, I picked the Steelers in the over and hit for both of them. So I did all right. But, uh, I'm putting it out there. I just put it for you all to put your scores in there. We'll read them all before we get out of here. Oh, see, there, they were ready. They were all ready. They, they, they're ready to, to see goes first. It was Steel Dog 88 was the winner. 24-17 Steelers. So same score as you all the way around. He says Freremuth, two touchdowns. I would not be shocked to see more to, from Pat Freremuth. Hey, the Bengals focused on not letting Freremuth hurt them. So, the Steelers wisely went. If you're going to focus that much on Muth, you're going to leave George Pickens one on one. Keep hitting him. Keep hitting him. I mean, and that's basically what Pat Furmuth was saying after the game. He's like, if you're going to leave them like that in order to guard me, just keep talking to him. You know, it was really good, selfless stuff. I mean, we didn't even mention the Jalen Warren block. Oh my goodness, that was just. Fantastic. I hope he doesn't get fined for it. I thought he used his yeah, shoulder about his helmet. We'll see. Yeah, we'll um, see. Afton, she's she's uh kind of going your route as well. 21-13 Seattle. You know, remember if you don't say a team name the Steelers, otherwise you gotta let us know. Steelers Pittsburgh's hit 24-23. Steelers, Thomas Riley, Steelers 33, Seahawks 24. We don't go, we don't have to tie this week either. We don't have to tie this time either. Okay. Uh Jamie says. Call in thirty three twenty three, 23 for the Steelers. Um, after you know being able to put up 34 last week. Um, you no, know, 33 isn't isn't uh, isn't bad. Okay, here you go. Brian Brown, 140 to 10 Steelers. If Hardy Burns is playing quarter, <laughs> <laughs> two former Steelers, number one picks that could be again on the field against them. Okay. Steelers Reaper says 27-17 Seattle. You know, the wide receivers will be too much for him. Kathy Ford says 21 17, Seahawks. It worked, it worked last week when she picked a score like that. Uh, Richard Adams says Steelers 24 17. A very popular score there, Rich. You picked, a, you picked one there. Um, outside Steelers fan says good guys 34 24. Ah, outside Steelers fan's going to be at the game in the Pacific have Northwest. fun. Represent yep. and wave that towel. Yep, go do it. We'll, we'll have to see how many Steelers fans are in Seattle. That'll be an interesting one. Yep. That'll be an interesting one. Demetrio says Seahawks 20, Steelers 16. Uh, Gavin Anthony says uh, Seahawks, I say Anthony? If I said it right. Seahawks 27, 24. Ruben Stone says 31, 16. Steelers, uh, that Mason is here to stay. Mark Tobin says 27, 10. Steelers, don't say those words again this he time. He says that I every week. Yeah. <laughs> Gabriel Golden says 37 to 15. I would definitely take that. Tell you what, I, I don't like a close game with Seattle because they've been pulling out the close ones lately. They've had to come from behind late in their last two games after losing four in a row. Uh, Cherry Richard says, um, oh, wait, she never scored. She said TJ Watts going for 20 sacks. He could get it this week. Uh, Jerry Cherry Band says Steelers 27-17. Brian Blackstock has Steelers 24-13. Um did Jamie's right. Yeah. There's Sherry Richardson with 23-21 Steelers. Jamie Carlo has 27-17 Steelers. Steelers uh Fanatic 78 says 27-17 Steelers. Um, um is that Chatty? Chatty, my boy. Okay, says we need to score 30 again to get in the win. So he's going 31-29. Okay. Um, John Funker says 27-24 Steelers. Brett Howell says 2618 Steelers. No one you know says thirty three seventeen Seacrows. <laughs> um <clears throat> uh let's see. Do, 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 do. I think that's all we have right now. Yes, it is. So hey, for the day after Christmas, that's still not bad with the number of scores we got thrown in there. But more pop up, we'll go ahead. But hey, we're coming through now that we're that we've adjusted uh with the holiday. We should, I don't know if it's gonna mess up anything with New Year's next. We, I don't know that that'll mess up any of our shows, but the Steelers are back playing on Sunday. At least it's the right day, it's not the 1 p.m. game. Um, this one is probably not a nationally televised game because I think CBS has the doubleheader, and this game is on Fox. I'll talk about that more on Last Minute Thoughts on Sunday. Um, I'll get the game a little bit more. What's that? Oh, well, yeah, you game. live in the Pittsburgh. I get the game, we've got Sunday ticket, so um that's I'm just incorporating into my new year's Eve party, the Steelers game. So I'll do that. We'll be back for the post game show there and then be able to count it down later that night. Um, so really looking forward to this week of feeling that there's the possibility that the Steelers can get her done. Okay. We got another one. Tom Vallejo says Seattle 28 Steelers 14. Why even bring that one up? I'm just kidding. Tom. Um, it just even if you don't pick the Steelers to win because you've seen this before, don't you just have a little bit different feeling of confidence that they could could do this this week this week, Rich?
1: Again, it will take a half a quarter and it will either be me saying, oh, look, they were able to duplicate this kind of play or me screaming at the TV up. Oh. Bunch of bums back to being the same old Steelers. The older you get, the more you become like our father. <laughs> That's
0: right. <laughs> I've been having that conversation way too much today. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so make sure you're checking out all our shows. You know, with the with the typical timeline, and uh, of course, check out SteelCrewNetwork.com. Uh, we're continue to bring stuff up. You should have some worthless two cents coming out here, shouldn't you, bro? Yes, I will. I'm looking forward to that one this week. So, Rich, what do you have to say to close us out here tonight?
1: Oh. At minimum, two more Steelers games to go. Yep. It's almost sad. The closer I'm coming to the end, I sit here and just keep thinking, oh, my goodness, it's going to be done soon. It's going to be done soon. But you know what? Until it's done, it's not done. Yes. Right? Until Mike Lang says, ladies and gentlemen, Elvis has left the building. We know it's not over. So Sunday afternoon, I might even let Kyle watch the game with me. I don't know. But if it starts out going bad, I'm going to banish him back to the basement. (laughs) So (laughs) you got to do what you got to (laughs) do. That's right. So, um, but I'll be there. I'll be on my couch. I'll be hitting knee jerk reaction article, watch the Steelers. Um, you know, I- I'm sitting there just hoping to be like, yes, yes, yes. So nice to see them finally kind of, you know, late, awfully late in the season, but nice to see them get some things figured out. I hope I'm not yelling and screaming. What are you all thinking? What are you doing? Why can't we play like last week? Um, one way or the other, I'm going to be there watching the game because wouldn't miss it. Can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait.